I recently joined Nicole Smith from The Artisans on her podcast, Take Control. And one of the things that she asked me in that interview, and by the way, if you haven't had a chance to listen to that episode, I'll tag it in the show notes, but I do encourage you to do so. We have such an awesome chat and I think you'll get so much benefit from that conversation. But anyway, one of the things that she asked me is what is one of the biggest tools that business owners can have in terms of mindset? And I mentioned that probably the biggest one is to be self-aware. I really believe that when you're self-aware, it can be such a superpower for not only you personally, but also in your business. Here's the thing, running a business, it can be hard work. At the end of the day, every decision, every action, ultimately the buck stops with you, the business owner. And quite honestly, it'll be the biggest learning curve that you'll probably ever experience. So I thought I would spend a little bit of time chatting about self-awareness and how being self-aware will ultimately benefit you and your business. Are you ready? Let's go. You're listening to the Run Your Business Like a Boss podcast. Hello and welcome. I'm Christy Robinson, your host. I'm here to advocate for you, the business owner who's knee deep in the messy middle. If you're tired of feeling stretched, overworked, and overwhelmed, you're in the right place. My goal is to help you streamline, systemize, and create a strategy that enables you to step from stressed out worker to the boss of your business. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, boss, and welcome back to the podcast. This is episode number 65. Now, I want to preface the conversation with if I sound a little bit different, it's because I am in my new office and I don't have all the soft furnishings, so it might be just a little bit of a different sound quality. So I hope it's okay for you, but it's pretty exciting. Our renovations are now underway. So as I said, I've moved offices into my new space and it's such a beautiful space, although it is still, you know, under renovation as such. But anyway, we didn't come on here to talk about renovation. We came on here to talk about self-awareness. So a little bit of context, I've been on my own personal development journey for close to a decade now. And over that time, I've come to realize that nothing will ever change in your relationships, your goals, your communication, your growth, your business development without this one thing that we're going to be talking about today. Yes, that is self-awareness. Self-awareness, as the name suggests, is being aware of yourself, being aware of your actions, being aware of your responses, your language, your thoughts, your feelings, your reactions, your relationships, all the things. Because not one human walking this earth is perfect. So that is most definitely not the benchmark to aspire to. Instead, the aspiration should be to just get that little bit better each day, to become a better human, a better business owner, a better parent, a better friend, a better daughter, a wife, whatever that might look like for you. And in order to get better at all these things, you need to have self-awareness. So I thought I'd spend a few minutes chatting with you today about self-awareness, what might occur if you were to lean more into being self-aware, but also let's just touch on what happens when you're not. In episode number four, I spoke about the four stages of learning and the fourth stage is to be unconsciously competent, right? So 
competent, but not even thinking about it. And this is the ultimate level of competency because you don't even need to be thinking about what you're doing in order to go about your business, right? But I have to wonder, do we become unconsciously competent humans? Stay with me here. What if we were just doing the things and not even really thinking about it, right? Just going about life. And what I think happens when we're so unconsciously competent at doing life and all the things, we actually lose our self-awareness and our perspective because we're just going about it. We're not really thinking about it and we're just, you know, following the motions as such. And the reason why this can be a little bit dangerous is because when you're making mistakes or doing things that maybe aren't really in line with your values or maybe just not to the best of your capacity or whatever that might look like. It's different for every situation, of course. But when we're unconsciously competent, we're not really reviewing and reflecting and we're not really thinking about, well, could I have done something a little bit better or maybe that wasn't the right approach or maybe this is what's going wrong here. Here's the thing. I don't think we're choosing to not be self-aware. I just don't think that we're choosing to be aware, if that makes sense. This is where I think that ladder of competency is really valuable. If we were to take things back a step to become more consciously competent in life and business and all the things, then we're going to be more mindful of the things that we're doing and saying and all those sorts of things. And what may actually end up happening is that we uncover some of those blind spots that have been occurring without even us realizing. And there's a reason why it's called blind spots is because they're blind. (laughs) You have to actually go looking for those things in order to uncover them. Now, I just want to stay with blind spots for a second. Blind spots are something that will very often keep you stuck in a cycle or keep you stuck where you are. Blind spots ultimately inhibit growth because it's something that you're doing or saying or feeling or thinking or all those sorts of things that ultimately you are unaware of and therefore you can't move through it and choose something different. So we actually need to become more mindful and more conscious in order to see those blind spots or ask ourselves those questions to uncover those blind spots. I do want to say, if you've never done this kind of work before, is that once you start to see, again, your blind spots, it can be really confronting at first. Now, I remember when I first did my DISC profile back in 2014 And I remember in the report, I got one of those very detailed reports around, you know, what's your disc profile, your natural disc profile, but also in it, it had a section on how others perceive you. Oh my gosh, let me tell you, that was a lot for me to digest. So my disc is off the charts I and very high D, but the way I was perceived by others is very high D and then I just a little bit behind it. And my D was manifesting as a bit more directive and, you know, very strong energy that not everybody resonates with. And it wasn't until that moment that I realized the impact that that could be having on others around me and my relationships, both in personal and business and all the things, right? But if I wasn't starting to go on this journey of trying to become a better human, then A, I would have paid no attention to that report. But B, I probably wouldn't have even really done it in the first place. But what that told me is an opportunity or what you could call a weakness, 
But I look at it as an opportunity, an opportunity to work through it and to be conscious around the way I represented myself, the language that I used, the tone of voice that I was using, the way I was expressing myself. But without self-awareness or without wanting to be self-aware, those things would never have been worked through. And I probably would have been stuck in the same situation as I was, you know, nearly a decade earlier. It's kind of the same in your business. Now, I'm sure you've heard me say in the podcast a number of times that I talk about topics to raise awareness because unless you're aware that something exists, you can't do anything about it. So having self-awareness in and around your business as well is super important because if you're doing the same things, well, then there's an opportunity to really dig in and ask questions and really think to yourself, what could I do differently? How do you become more self-aware? You might be thinking it starts with a decision, a decision to be a self-aware human, a decision to be curious around what is happening. Let's say you're having an interaction with even a family member. We'll just keep it personal for now. And it doesn't go very well. Very often our natural inclination is to think about what the other person did but not to reflect on what we did. This is where it's so powerful to do this work because it can give you an indication of the part that you play in, you know, the many different situations in your day or in your week. It reminds me a lot of the Stephen Covey quote that I have shared a number of times. We judge ourselves by our intentions and we judge others by their actions. Now, if you were to flip that, Others are judging you by your actions. And I think that this is where having self-awareness is so powerful because if you are looking at, say, that interaction I was talking about a moment ago, you might be thinking about your own intentions in that moment, but not really considering your actions and the impact of that. Being self-aware is about looking at the entire situation and reflecting on, okay, so this happened and what was my part in that? What happened there? Could I have done something a little bit differently? What triggered me? You know, how did we get to this point that this thing happened? And much the same in your business. You could be thinking, why aren't I taking action? Why am I stuck in this situation? Why am I not moving forward? Or why am I so scared to do that thing? And when you confront or become conscious of what's going on for you, it actually allows you to ask yourself these questions, not from a place of, oh, you're a bad person or because you're doing something wrong, but rather, well, okay, let's see whether we can fix it. Because if it's happening, then surely there's a space you can actually do something about it. So I want to share with you a quick psychology tool. I'm sure you have heard of this before, but this is really helpful in these types of situations, especially if it's a more confronting thing that you're encountering. Thoughts become feelings. So you start everything that every action that you do, everything that you do in this world, it starts with a thought. Now, if that thought is a negative thought, a negative thought about your business or a negative thought about yourself or a negative thought about something else or an event, then that will generate a feeling within you. And that feeling could be a really feel-good feeling and therefore you'll go away and do something really positive. But on the flip side, that if that thought is a negative thought, it's going to develop into a negative feeling. Here's an example, right? You might have had a prospect 
that you had met with on a discovery call and then that person didn't get back to your initial inquiry. And so then you're thinking, what did I do wrong? I must have done something wrong. They're obviously not interested in my services or they're not, you know, they've obviously gone with someone else and imagining who they've gone with and, you know, telling yourself all these sort of stories and thoughts and whatnot. That's going to make you feel bad about yourself. That's going to make you think, oh, well, what did I do wrong? I must have done something wrong. I feel, you know, I feel bad. And then what's going to happen? You are not going to take the step to follow up with that lead or prospect because you've already decided that they've gone with someone else. And therefore, what ends up happening is nothing. They end up probably moving on and working with someone else because you haven't followed them up. Whereas let's flip that situation. You meet with Sally, the discovery call goes really well, you're on the same page, you think, oh, great, I can't wait to work with Sally. You send her the proposal. A few days later, you still haven't heard anything, maybe even a week later and you haven't still heard anything. And you think to yourself, oh, I haven't heard back from Sally. I better follow her up. I know she's got a lot going on in her life. The feeling attached to that thought is, oh, concern for her and thinking, oh, okay, this is still on. Everything's still good. I'm going to you know, do the next thing, right? And then the next thing is to take action and send a follow-up email and or a phone call or whatever that might look like in your client journey. And then what ends up happening is Sally tells you, oh, yes, I've been so busy, this and this and this happened. Thank you so much for following up with me. I've been meaning to get in touch with you, but just got so busy. So can you send me through the details? And then they go on to become a client. Now that can like go off in a million different directions, but See the difference between when you tell yourself that Sally has not is not responding to you because she's working with someone else versus you telling yourself that Sally is busy and you need to get back in touch with her. That original thought is what ultimately landed on the action. And this is why being self-aware is so important because you need to catch those thoughts. You need to catch those actions. You need to understand okay, where did I go wrong? Did I have that thought that was a negative thought or Where did I go amiss? So that you can rewire and start to think about an alternative way of thinking. And that might be that you need to employ some tools. So having a post-it note saying no is not no until it's a no, or, you know, I work with amazing clients or whatever that might look like, but just reminding yourself to not instantly go down this path. Now, another one might be that for whatever reason, you just always seem to get people offside. And Rather than thinking about why other people are reacting to you, stepping back and looking, oh, well, maybe it's the way that I'm communicating. Maybe I'm coming across as this way, or maybe I'm being a little bit more direct than what I probably should be in these interactions. So again, from that self-awareness, which again, like I said, it can be a little bit confronting, will give you an opportunity to do over, to do better to, you know, try and, you know, lean into that next version of yourself. Self-awareness is such a powerful tool, not only for your business, but also for yourself as a human being. And this can go in multiple different ways. You can start to even unpack the triggers that you have or why you go down a rabbit hole of, you know, looking at other people on the internet and thinking you're not as good as them or whatever it might be. And when you've got self-awareness, as I said, at the very beginning of the episode, it gives you an opportunity to try and do things differently, which will nine times out of 10 lead to a better outcome. 
So I hope you found this episode helpful. I just wanted to have this super casual chat in between the renovations here at my house. And if this one spoke to you, I'd love you to consider sharing it out on your Instagram stories or even just forwarding this episode to a friend. And do go and check out that conversation that I had with Nicole Smith. Again, I've tagged that episode in the show notes. I think you'll really love that conversation. And as always, thank you so much for tuning into today's conversation. I look forward to chatting with you next week. Thank you so much for joining me. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider leaving a review. And if you're not already doing so, connect with me over on Instagram. My handle is Christy Robinson underscore consulting. And listen up. If you're keen to learn more about how I can support you to run your business like a boss, check out the website, christyrobinson.com.au. Thanks again. And I look forward to chatting with you next time.